Hello, and welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. My name is Celeste Hartwell, and this is a project that is very near and dear to my heart. So what we're doing in this is that we're communicating, we're talking to women who really are living their best life. And oftentimes, these are women who have stepped out of anxiety and stress and overwhelm and really have come into confidence and clarity and basically showing you, the listener or the watcher of this video cast, what is possible for you. I'm really passionate about this because I myself have struggled with anxiety and depression and overwhelm. And let me tell you, it is possible to get to joy, to get to bliss, to be able to live your best life. And so today I am so honored and really excited to introduce you to Alicia Miller. I've known Alicia for a few years and she's the founder of the Core Emotional Healing and she's a Candida expert. So see, she actually fully healed her own symptoms and many problematic relationship patterns and has been able to actualize her inherent empathic gifts to read people, know the root of their suffering, and how they can heal. She's worked with people from all over the world, helping them heal from candida, autoimmune, disordered eating, perfectionism, codependency, and many other symptoms. Alicia created the core emotional healing process, a guided step-by-step process to heal the wounded inner child, which addresses the emotional root cause of candida, autoimmune, disordered eating, codependency, and other symptomatic and problematic relationship patterns. She is the author of an ebook, Detox 101, and co-author of One Crazy Broccoli and What's Left to Eat. Her new book, Your Symptoms Are a Gift, is scheduled to be released next year. I'm so excited to see that. And I know Alicia for years, we were in a mastermind a few years ago, and actually I had had Candida as well. And so we were able to really connect through that journey and hearing about how she was helping people. I was like, maybe I didn't deal with everything from my Candida, Um, but she's brilliant and beautiful. And one of the reasons that she's super inspiring to me is that she's now living her best life in Costa Rica. So she recently moved from the States and literally sold a lot of stuff, if not everything, we'll have to talk about that, Um, and really has been kind of shedding all these layers of what society has told her she needed to be, and really stepping into her own best self. So welcome, Alicia. Thanks, Celeste. So great to be here with you, and, and, you know, and how far we both come since we first met. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Stepping into both of our power and best life. Yeah, absolutely. So (laughs) let's talk a little bit about that. Like the work you do is so important. Um, You're so passionate about, I, I like clearly Alicia and I are friends on Facebook, so I'm a little stalker sometimes, but she's really, what I really love about you is that you aren't just about like law of attraction, just think good thoughts. You're like, no, there's something underneath of that. How do we get to the core of that? So do you want to talk a little bit about the work around that and why is it so important? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's really, um, the work that's important for all of us now is, you know, we've gone through many stages, um, and healing and there was, you know, this big movement around positive thinking your thoughts creating your reality and you know that sets people up for a lot of 
feelings of failure and guilt and shame that they're still suffering and it's their fault. Um, so the work that I do is, you know, acknowledging and validating the suffering and it's not your fault. There is a reason and there's a root. And um, so the work that I do is just going back and exploring the root, um, the source of the suffering. Uh, and, you know, typically goes back to our childhood and our inner child and the part of us that was uh, shamed and um, repressed and made wrong. And, uh, and, and in that, there's also a lot of gifts that uh, are hidden as well. <laughs> so the best part of us <laughs> um, is often hidden from us. And because we're not living from that place, uh, we're misaligned and it does create a lot of suffering and struggles uh, and it gets expressed through our bodies and chron with chronic symptoms, with food uh, sensitivities and allergies, uh, with patterns and relationships that are you know painful, emotional eating, addictions. Uh, so there's so many um, symptoms of the wounds that are still needing us to uh, be with and feel and resolve. I love that. And, and I have found that so true in my journey as well. Like oftentimes if we just have, if we, if we have the awareness, when we come into the awareness that we're having an emotion and just acknowledging it, like you mentioned, like acknowledging, oh, I'm feeling sad right now. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling resentful. Like whatever that is, I've learned to ask, and I don't know what your work is with people, but like, I've learned to ask, like, where is this coming from? And then often like a memory will come up of like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that time when I was 10 years old and I felt shame and guilt and hated myself for that. And then, you know, I've learned a process to like, kind of go back and heal that in the moment. Yeah. So I'm curious, mm -hmm. like, it sounds like that's the type of work that you're doing with people. Yes. Yes. So there's so much information through our emotions and through our bodies. So I help people listen to the sim their symptoms and also their emotions and the triggers. Uh, and there's more things too that we explore like dreams, uh, messages from animals, pets, you know, just kind of being the observer with what's happening in the present moment and, uh, and interpreting the messages. Uh, but I love working with triggers and I'm glad that you brought that up because triggers are such a gift and, and you know I don't want to say like every time you're emotional or angry it's a trigger and it always goes back because uh, there are many different reasons for emotions and some are valid reasons in the present that alert us you know to set a boundary um, or it could be just a part of us that we're rejecting within ourselves that we're seeing in someone else. So those are other sources of triggers, but um, there are triggers that happen for us uh, that lead back to a core wound, as you just explained. And uh, that is, you know, this, this work happens over our lifetime. So it's, uh, I really do teach to embrace the journey. Um, and it's not a one-time thing. It's not something that you work with me for a few months and you're done, or you go to a retreat and you're done. It's like the pro, it's really teaching the process to embrace 
um, and to be comfortable with uh, as things come up. Uh, you know, even I went through a really deep healing process myself. I continue to as well, you know, and, you know, just recently, um, this past week, that was really, really intense. Um, but it came through a trigger, you know, and it, and it was exactly the, the, what I experienced, you know, in my childhood through someone on Facebook, uh, attacking me for my truth and shaming me for my feelings. And I was like, okay. And right after that, I went to do a Facebook live with my clients and I, on the way into the room there was a snake skin that was shed <laughs> and i was like there was this process i had been in so it was just all these like signs of what was happening for me and then it was just the next day and then the next day and then it was on the friday the 13th the full moon that i actually felt the fear and because uh, i do this work i was able to go into it and know what i needed to do um but it you know a lot of deep kind of just inner child healing would why I felt unsafe as a child and uh, a whole emotional process with that. But, yeah. Know. And I think that's beautiful. So I love hearing about the signs that came up for you, kind of showing you what was going on and, and how to get into that. And that's definitely been something that I've learned as well. Like it's amazing the things that come up mm. and I love the fact that you're teaching people how to do this because these are lifetime tools it is a process it is a journey it's not a one size you know fits all quick fix band-aid like every individual has these different core wounds and emotions and and ways that things manifest and so i wanted to hear a little bit about how you got into this work because i know you had quite a journey just to even get into this yeah yeah it was a very long journey to just start doing this process um as you mentioned you know in my bio i'm a candida expert because i had a very long journey with candida and so uh, i started focusing on healing my physical symptoms in my early 20s and so i learned that you know the diet was you know impacting it and it and I didn't need to take antibiotics um, or treating it with medicine. And I started doing a more holistic approach. Um, but uh, the diet didn't work for me. Um, and I did diet and supplements for uh, over 10 years, maybe almost 15 years. Uh, and a ton of detoxing and cleansing. And um, at the same time, I was dealing with a pattern in relationships so at the end of the journey I discovered the correlation but uh, so you know I was dealing with you know, I was also um, with men who were abusive or emotionally unavailable uh, all throughout my 20s and then I married kind of the worst of them uh, at, when I was 30 and I left him after three months and it was really scary and I had to file a police report and all of that. So it was the first time, you know, at that age, I actually turned within and said, what made me choose that? There's something I don't know. You know, there's something going on that I'm not aware of because it's not just him. It was all of them. Why am I choosing guys who are not good for me? And so I, that's when I started doing the work that I do. Um, I went to, uh, 
coursework that deals with the subconscious uh, childhood pattern patterning and emotional healing uh, experiential therapy and so I did every course they offered I assisted in them and I did it uh, straight for four years sometimes every month and uh, it shifted me so much you know I kept on going oh wow like it was so profound just the first weekend I did. I said, what else don't I know? And that um, approach has helped me with you know, continuing my healing. So I see when people say, like, I've already done that, it blocks their healing. So you know, just having that approach of saying, like, what else don't I know? What else is there? You know? um, so that was you know, 30 to 34. And it was, I shed so much false uh, identity um, and I opened up to really feel my emotions at that point and listen to myself uh, and listen to spirit and uh, I ended up selling everything I owned at that point and moving to Thailand um, and you know I was 34 so it's 10 years ago actually here I am 10 years later kind of doing the same thing <laughs> selling everything I own and moving tropical place but in Thailand is when I really um, came to see that I had a problem it was like okay I have systemic candida I've been dabbling and trying to treat it with diet and supplements but never really taking it serious because I was a consultant with all these detox retreats and healers and things there and um, I started to I thought I was there to build and create my business which I was a little bit, but it was more about my healing ultimately and seeing that um, what I needed. And I tried everything. I did a ton of, you know, fasts and cleanses and energy healers and shamanic healers and family constellations. And a lot of it helped me to a point. So I did feel better. Um, and I did start healing more emotionally, but I still struggled with my some candida symptoms and emotional eating and my bulimia. Actually, I had also eating disorders throughout uh, my life, starting at 15, was getting stronger. And so I, uh, as I was leaving Thailand, I met an emotional therapist, and she helped me. It was similar work that to, that I do now um, there was some missing pieces that I kind of filled in later but she helped me really access the stuff I wasn't getting to that was at the root of a lot of my bulimia and candida a lot of repressed anger um, and connecting more to my inner child um, I did go to San Francisco after that and I kind of was in my wounds and so that was kind of the missing piece for me I didn't really know how to um, reparent myself and work with triggers and boundaries and that's why I teach what I do as well to you know really help people with the full process uh, and so I went into some really deep dark places after that uh, and really uh, really bad place <laughs> with um, depression and wanting to die and um, I did work with the holistic community in San Francisco. So uh, luckily I was already in that community. I was getting the support I needed. Uh, I ended up leaving San Francisco and going to um, Costa Rica for a 30 day water fast. So I was really 
trying everything and experimenting and and for me it was all about truth like what is my truth like what really works it's not what someone else is saying it's about my experience so i wanted to try it for myself and um at that point um i felt better every time but then again like i would go back to emotional eating and bloating and some symptoms would flare up so i a client brought me back to Atlanta, exact Atlanta is where I lived before I went to San Francisco, sorry, Thailand. And so it was exactly three years later and uh, I was working with a client. I got into a relationship for the first time after seven years of being single after that abusive marriage. And I had focused those seven years on healing. So I thought I was done, you know, I thought I was, not done, but I thought I had addressed enough to really be in a relationship. And um, it was the exact pattern that just had a prettier package on it. And um, just another one of those twin flames that um, were to wake me up, <laughs> like the first one did. And uh, so it was, it was really difficult. He was unavailable. He was with another woman. He wouldn't commit to me, wouldn't really be there for me, called me back. And I was just like hanging on with, with this um, and trying to push him away, but always going back. And there was a, a, a conflict within myself. I could see like, and what it really was, was my wounded inner child that was really craving my father's love still. And, and then there was my higher self that was like, this is not what you want. This is not good for you. And it was just like this thing that happened for a year and a half where I would just go back for like a weekend and then stop talking to him for a couple months. And, and then it was, you know, at one point um, I was with him and I started, he, I was crying because I missed a, an appointment with that emotional therapist, ironically, um, because I got the timing mixed up because she lives in Australia. And he's, you know, said something about me being a victim for crying and get it together. And I went right into these wounds and I went home and I was bawling, crying on my bathroom floor and yeast was pouring out of me and I was bloated like I was pregnant. And I, at that point, I knew it was emotional. So I, at that point, I was also still kind of restricting my diet sometimes just to feel better like at that point for two weeks or something i wasn't eating any sugar it was just kind of kind of like a candida diet i wasn't drinking any alcohol and uh and I was like this is emotional and um that's when i just really committed more to my inner child and learning some skills uh to set clearer boundaries releasing more anger um, and helping my inner child truly feel loved by me so lovable and what that would look like like what would um how would she feel lo lovable and supported by me with me and also like with how i feel about myself with my connection to her listening to my feelings because i wasn't really listening to how i was feeling um and taking care of them and then also um who I was choosing to be with, even uh, you know, friendships and how I was proving myself or taking on too much or being there for other people and neglecting my own needs. So that's kind of how I uh, cre started uh, this 
process of core emotional healing um, was doing it on myself and that shifted everything for me. Um, my symptoms went away completely. So that was six years ago. Um, I never had emotional eating ever again. And I thought I had to live with that for the rest of my life. And it was like completely gone because I felt safe. I was feeling safe, feeling my emotions, and I never needed to use anything anymore. Um, and I can eat whatever I want too. So I eat you know, pizza or whatever, <laughs> like I can eat whatever I want and it doesn't matter. So there was like these huge things where like, I cannot believe that this actually happened. But also three months after that, I met Doug, my husband, uh, and it was, uh, you know, full, complete healing for my inner child because I got the true love and support that I needed, um, that I never had in my entire life. So someone that truly loves and supports me for me. And, um, you know, he's a clinical psycho um, forensic, a clinical forensic transpersonal psychologist. <laughs> uh, so totally aligned with my work. So in terms of feeling supported, he supports me emotionally and also in business. Uh, so it was just a perfect union for us um, with continuing the healing as well. So it wasn't that I was done. I was kind of done with that piece of neglecting myself and my emotional needs. Um, and we came together as, um, you know, two people that were taking care of themselves. And so he had already done so much, you know, before that as well. Uh, so we weren't codependent with each other or, you know, needing each other to help each other feel better. So, but we did go through years and we continued to here and there, but there were the first couple years were extremely hard in terms of all the, uh, triggers that happened for us with all of the things that, we weren't able to feel because we weren't able to, we didn't have the safety or love that container that we have together to go into those places. So yeah, it continued and we do work together now um, uh, with in-person uh, experiential therapy immersions that we created a process together. Um, we had a radio show, show together called the Intimacy Hour. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've both just, we've done so much together, um, with our relationship and healing it that we also work with couples and helping them through painful patterns and triggers, um, and couples on the brink of, you know, divorce and things like that to see what's really going on. I love that. And also couples that shouldn't be together. <laughs> we help <laughs> see why. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love all that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. It feels like it was like an integration process with your inner child, right? Like yeah. It feels like maybe you had been like, oh no, you're okay. Like you're gonna, like kind of putting her off in the corner for a long time, not acknowledging her feelings, not acknowledging her wants and desires. And then when you were able to like, just bring her in and be like, what do you need? Like, what am I feeling? What do you need? Like, to me, the way I've seen it is like, there's all these different, at every age, like there's these different pieces of us that if we weren't acknowledging their feelings, their experiences, their pain, their sorrow, their trauma, whatever that looks like, that they kind of splinter off until we can hold the compassion for ourselves to kind of bring them all back in. So it feels like that's 
the work that you do now with people as well as with yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's definitely not conscious, you know, for anyone, we don't know we're doing it. And that's why I say your symptoms are a gift. It's my tagline and uh, book because uh, I didn't know that I was neglecting her or that she was split off because I had done seven years of, you know, I had done a little here and there I had connected with her and helped her like I was like, I'm going to take care of you now, but the emotional piece was missing, or I had released a lot of emotions at certain points um, it, it, with help of others. I went through a lot of deep emotional healing, but there was like that piece of me really like listening to my feelings on an ongoing basis and um, making choices based on how I felt. Uh, so that piece was missing. Uh, and yeah, so it was kind of like, oh, okay. But also through the relationship trigger, it was helping me see that I still didn't feel lovable because that's how I felt with him. Um, and not good enough and you know, not lovable. So I had to help her feel those things um, with myself, but also with my choices. Yeah. Right. And right. then from there was like, then I can continue to heal her as things come up. Right. Right. It's maintaining mm-hmm. that relationship with that yeah. inner child and mm-hmm. continually doing it and, and knowing that you're the one who provides her the safety and the security and the love so that like she feels safe to have these expressions to have these emotions to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long journey. <laughs> it was a long journey. It's a long and I think it's great because people do think, well, I've been on this healing journey. I've heard people be like, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been doing this for 40 years. Like when is it ever going to be done? Uh I mean, and I think it's a beautiful space. If you can get to the space where you're like, this is just life. Like, yeah. And it's kind of what happens and I get to choose how I'm going to approach it. Am I going to approach it with some curiosity and openness and like, you know, continue to make the best decisions that I can in the moment, or am I going to close off like you were saying and, and say, I know this already, I've done this already. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's about really, uh, why we're doing it. You know, and you know, with your podcast, like the divine feminine, it's like this is all about integrating our higher self into our body. You know, it's not ascending this way, but descending into our body, like our higher self into our body. And in order to do that, we have to heal all of the the stuff that's in the way. You know, and that will come up for us. So. Um, the beautiful thing about it is that we don't have to go searching for it, you know, and, and that when we just allow and surrender and appreciate when things come up for us, it's like our, our bodies and triggers and relationship patterns are all healers for us, you know, that are saying, hey, this is what's up for you right now. And this is an opportunity for you to be more of who you truly are and in your um, divinity and um, oh, healing your heart so you can be more love and and share more love with people and be more conscious of how 
we respond to everyone as well. And yeah, it's a beautiful process once, you know, people do embrace the, the gifts from it. It's like, okay. And I know as things come up, I'm going, I, I, you don't know it, but <laughs> by embracing it, you experience it uh, more and more. And yeah, it's always surprising to me where I think I had done something and, and there was even more to that, to that same thing, you know? Um, so that's important too. It's like, yes, you've done it. And then there's more for you to feel around it, you know, in a different way sometimes, or something else to acknowledge around it, um, of how there's these subtle ways that we still feel hurt with these certain situations. And we don't even realize that we still just need to feel how we were hurt from when it first happened. And then that's really about being in our power. Like people can say things to us, but it's not going to hit that old hurt anymore. We can just hold space for it, you know, and hold space for their pain. And that's really, you know, that open hearted um, divinity of just loving people without our personal reactions. Um, but, you know, our personal reactions will help us heal what we need to heal. Right. And so I want to go back a little bit because I think you touched on something really important mm -hmm. so briefly that is that you were talking about the divine feminine, like descending, like coming into us. I feel like, and I've been guilty of this, so this is why I'm calling it because I see it clearly. Like a lot of us, we're so uncomfortable in our bodies with our emotions that we're meditating out of our bodies, like mm -hmm. allowing our spirit to get out. And and it's it feels great and it's more comfortable, but it's actually not helping us do the work that we're here to do, which is to have our spirit solely in our body. And I see this from, I went to a meditation retreat that was 10 days in silence a couple years ago. And it was very, um, you had to be in your body. Your whole focus was on different parts of your body. And I'm losing the word now, but it was very physical in that sense, right? Like very um, embodied. Yeah. Embodied, grounded in the body. And I had been meditating out of my body for years. And what happened was, I started getting stabbing pains in my head, in my skull over and over and over again. And I had to sit there and I had to feel it and I had to allow it. And I did question like, where is this coming from? What is going on here? And I was able to see that these were pains that I actually had in childhood, but had ignored. So my body mm -hmm. stopped sending me the signals that way. Right. Yeah. And and so this work is often physically uncomfortable at first. And, yeah. but that's how we're able to live our best life is by bringing our soul back, our spirit back into full integration into the physical body to feel these things, to be able to release that energy and then be able to really be guided by your soul, by your spirit, by your own divine nature. And so- yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because I was like, oh, that's so big. So many people do it. Yeah, it is. It is big. It's really big. It's, uh, the, it's the spiritual side of uh, wanting to take a pill for your pain, right? It's like 
we have a pain and like, I just need to get rid of it. How do I get rid of it? And so, you know, that we've been conditioned to treat our symptoms to get rid of the pain instead of listening to the pain. And, um, and same with, you know, certain spiritual practices. And if we're still in the, that defense, so that's an ego defense from childhood that was built up to um, not feel pain or to live in our heads or, you know, rationalize things, um, then we'll gravitate towards spiritual, spiritual practices that um, are going to be comfortable for us. So, you know, like leaving our bodies and ascending and if there's any um, pain or negative thoughts to shift them, to do something that's high vibration, to, you know, right. instead of just sitting with it and going into it. Um, and that's the work. And that, that is a whole different way of um, thinking. Um, and it's important for people to learn. I mean, that's really, it's a learning process. It's a relearning process of, our parents were like, you're okay, you're okay, don't be sad, everything's okay, right? Or stop crying or be, you know, put out a smile. So we've been conditioned. We have to relearn that it, um, it, we have to feel how we're feeling. And that's, you know, that's where our guidance is. And that's where our true power is, actually. So our intuition is about how we feel. Um, this doesn't feel good. Uh, is important because if we deny that this doesn't feel good, then we'll allow people to treat us bad. So, you know, that's where we get stuck in abusive situations or people taking advantage of us or always giving to other people uh, because that's what we were <laughs> conditioned to ignore how we actually felt and to do what they wanted us to do. So yeah, this whole thing is like listening to your feelings because your feelings are your truth. Uh, but there's a learning process of being okay with not feeling good too. So um, it's going back to, and I, and I find that the inner child connection can help with this because it's this new um, it's, it's like more parents are um, able to be with their children's emotions. Now more parents are more conscious, um, especially in our circles of, like, it's okay, you can feel, I'm sorry, you feel sad, it's okay to feel sad. And they just need to turn that on themselves and their inner child. So sometimes that's easier to think about. It's like, oh, you're feeling sad, treat yourself like you would your child, you know? And it's okay to feel sad. And what are you sad about? And tell me, um, what what's making you angry? What do you need, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so talk to me a little bit about I feel compelled to ask about like your daily rituals, your weekly rituals, your monthly rituals. Like how do you support your inner child? How do you support your connection to your own intuition, spirit, etc.? So I actually don't have any rituals and I've, I've um, gone from, so I've healed from a lot. Uh, so I've been very, restrictive in my past and um, I heal from perfectionism. And this is just my personal path and I do truly believe that everyone has their own way of taking care of themselves. I know um, that uh, everyone has their own path 
in terms of how they feel connected to source. And some people do need to meditate and do yoga and things like that. I used to do that every day. It used to be my like routine, but I used to use that just like I was using detoxing and cleansing. And so I was always very um, structured and strict with myself um, because I thought I needed to do all of that to be perfect um, or okay with myself or feel better about myself. So with my journey, I've really um, have thrown out every thing about routines and um, I, I just listen to my feelings um, and I kind of live spontaneously in the moment, moment to moment. So I can do that even more so here in Costa Rica because I'm really connected to nature and myself um, more so here. And that's why we moved here. Um, back in the US, I felt disconnected from myself um, because I was too much in that kind of like buzzing in the city and I was really couldn't fully like settle into myself. And I need me, like personally, I need to be in nature and I need to be in a tropical place um, where I'm warm. <laughs> so that's my personal needs. So that's for one, I guess right there is taking care of my inner child because I know what I need to do to feel connected to myself in, in what environment I need to be in. And from there, so as long as I'm connected to myself and I'm feeling how I'm feeling, then I know what I need. Like, and it's not, I don't do anything every day. So like, I'll stretch some days, I may do Pilates some days, I, I'll dance and sing in the pool and make up songs, I'll go swimming, I may just take my dog for a walk. So it's very much like in the moment, whatever I feel like will help, like, well, whatever I need. So I wrote a um, post uh, a couple weeks ago, I felt kind of like, I woke up and I felt kind of like um, claustrophobic in my energy. So I'm really in tune with my energy's feeling and I just respond to that so this one day I was like claustrophobic and I needed I knew I needed to just walk on the beach so I just took my dog got in the car and went to the beach and then I started flowing like my energy was flowing and I got my inspiration so my meditation's more active versus sitting and um, that's how I clear and um, I, I, I'm connected to my higher self and inspiration. Um, and, and sometimes it's just, yeah, it, it varies. I do very different things. Um, I love that. And I think that you're right. Like I've definitely done that in the past, which is like using the routine as a whipping stick, right? Well, you didn't get it done or you didn't do it quite right or whatever. And and I have learned like what feels best for me and what do I want, how do I want to show up every day? And I think that's important too. I know I used to as well be like, oh, well, so-and-so who's crazy famous or whatever does this every day. Right. So then I need to do that as well. And what I really, I, I appreciate you pointing that out because that is one of my big stressors here is that find what works for you as the listener. Like it doesn't need to be what my morning routine is, what your daily routine is like, but it is about feeling into what do I actually need? What is my soul calling me to do? What is my body need in this moment? Um, kind of that body, mind, soul, that spirit connection, all of that. Um, 
but I know that you've been getting into more creative endeavors. Yeah. And yes. so I want to hear about that. <laughs> so being in Costa Rica um, has helped me, again, connect more deeply to myself and my creativity. And um, I haven't been in my mind and thinking about work. And so in the US, I don't know if it's just the US consciousness or what or how connected I was to that. But being here, I don't think of it's not consuming my mind. So my mind is D and I'm more connected to my body. So things are coming out more, my creativity is coming out more. And some things that we've been doing has helped that too. So Doug and I have started an improv group here so we're performing improv shows uh and so that's been really freeing to like help my my expression free up my expression and my creativity because if anyone doesn't know improv comedy we make up everything on the spot based on audience suggestions so we don't even know what we're going to do at all so it really helps you trust yourself of whatever comes out um and also just to um be more kind of creative in the moment. So I think that in combination with that, and also just being in my element here, um, I've been writing rap songs again, which I have at various times in my life. And um, just singing, I sing a lot, I make up songs, just silly songs about the dogs and things like that. And then I'll play in the pool and we'll dance and we'll laugh. And so we're just playing a lot here. Um, And then recently I started, finding uh, more of my artistic expression. Like my, I started taking photos. I've always taken photos, but there's this style that I found that's like mine and I felt it throughout my body. As soon as I took a picture and I, and I went to kind of just adjust it, it just, I felt it throughout my whole body. And I said to my husband, this is my favorite picture I've ever taken. And from there, I just started like seeing things and it would catch my eye and I would feel it in my body and I would take it. And there's these just stunning images of um, uh, all black background with just a very focused in on something here in Costa Rica, like a flower or um, a coconut or like a rock formation or so they're just, for me, it just feels like I found my um, my art. And it's interesting because I said ever since I was three, I think, um, or four, something happened then, um, but I said I wasn't creative. And I just whoosh, shut it down. And it might have been a comment or something from a parent. But I remembered recently when I now I have my art and I actually am printing these on glass and I'm going to have like a show and this all came out. I never thought about doing this ever and um, selling them online and things. It's just like, it just happened. Like I didn't even put any effort into it. And um, I'm, so I just remembered that like when I was three or four, probably I was coming home from kindergarten and I would say, do you want to see my pictures? Do you want to see my pictures? Do you want to see my pictures? And it was just like a thing I used to say. And I was like, wow, like, that's like what I was really wanting was these like to show people my pictures. And I, you know, that was shut down until now. I'm almost 45 years old. So, you know, that's a long time, 40 years. And I also said I wasn't a writer. um, And I write all the time. And my writing comes 
when I go through processes, you know, when I go through like deep emotional processes um, and things like that, I'll just sit down and just flows out. Um, so a lot of my creation and writing and things comes from my emotions and, you know, the things that I do go through versus, you know, meditating or, you know, certain types of yoga I used to do. But um, yeah, so I feel like I'm finally like living, um, I guess all of my, not all, um, like a, the multifaceted person that I am, like I'm, I'm, Doug, both Doug and I are very like complex and um, like there's another word I, I said about us, um, like we have, we're very emotional and that's why we both do emotional work. But we, we have like a lot of like facets to us that we express, um, you know, with play and intensity and meaning and truth and uh, creativity. Uh, so I feel just really more um, whole and complete and yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. <laughs> and the writing to me, like I, I love that. Cause clearly I love to write and I think it's amazing, but it's so healing. Like it's so cathartic to just get oh, yeah. it all out. So I love the fact that you've been doing that, even though you weren't seeing yourself as creative that you've been doing the writing cause it is creative. Yeah. Well, that was it. That was a block that I had healed, um, that I cleared actually, uh, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I would write, but I always, felt a little blocked with my true voice to the point where I would hire other people. Like, so I just really had a lot of self doubt. Um, I would write my own blogs and things, but they were not really my authentic voice um, in my full expression. And then I would hire people for my copy and, and certain things. Um, and then I knew there was a book in me and I was like, I, this is like the thing that scares me the most, you know, the thing that scares me the most. Um, is what you need to do. But uh, I was like, but I can't even write. I'm totally blocked. And um, I had an insight that week of what was creating the block and it was around my mom. And so it was like, I was sharing my work with her and it was like, this is, you know, what I'm doing with Doug and this thing that we created and the work that we're doing in Thailand and all that, you know, we're doing retreats. And uh, she was like, well, anyway, and I was like, there it is. <laughs> I was like, what I have to say isn't important. Mm -hmm. So I went through an emotional process on my own, you know, of really going through like the anger I needed to express that cleared the block um, of other things too, about how I didn't feel important. And uh, it took, you know, maybe 15 minutes. It's not like a big process either. When just wanted to also share that because it, people are like, oh, if I go into my anger, I'm never going to get out of it. Or, you know, I don't, I'm scared of what could happen. And so it's really just like a, a burst of acknowledgement and validation of your feelings for a short period of time, very short. And then literally after that, I like sat down and just went and wrote the whole blog. And it was the best thing I've ever written. And, uh, and then from that point on, my messages started, like, were really on point and true for me and just flowing. So, like, that is what cleared my, 
writer's block. <laughs> um, but you know, there's there was still more. So even though I've been writing, I just the thing that I shared in the beginning of this interview is that um, I went through something this past week on Facebook, and it's it was just a very 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 deep layer of shame that was still there of uh, being censored still around what I say. And this was really important for me to clear out. It was really big what I went through this past weekend. And, um, and then I wrote down like Saturday morning, just flowed everything without censoring it at all. And it was so much, and I wanted to share this because we work kind of shamanically, Doug and I do, with all like the animals and our pets. And like right after I finished, I felt it stirring in my stomach, um, like my truth and clearing the shame. And my dog, who is like my inner child, who I rescued, I wrote a whole story about my rescuing her two and a half years ago. I wrote her healing story from her perspective. It's so funny um, and cute and actually inspiring. But so her and I are very connected. She actually helped me heal another layer. When I rescued her, I went into a really deep grieving process because she triggered something with my father's, you know, how he abandoned and betrayed me and that hers did as well. And I rescued her. Anyway, so after I wrote this thing on Saturday, she puked right after I was done. It was like this green, yellow vial. And I was like, there's the shame. So, you know, between that and the snake skin, and like, I just love like all these, um, how we're so connected to nature. Yeah. And all the external signs when we're open to seeing that that's what it yeah. is. Right. Yeah. Often our animals do take on so much for us. And when yeah. we're able to be aware and conscious of what they're holding, then being able to support that for them to allow, allow them to. Yeah. Like, yeah. And sometimes they show us too, like they're showing a pattern, like displaying it for us. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Ooh. So, good. so yeah. I'm curious if you have any like, tips or tools or tricks that you can give anybody to like, if they're like, Oh my God, this sounds amazing. And I just, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, what could I do on my own? Is there anything that you'd like to share? Um, well, I did share a lot. I do. I mean, I can summarize some of the things that are my top tips, yeah. especially even the things that we've shared today, like, you know, embracing the journey, right? Like throwing away that whole thinking that, you've already done it or you've been already healing and it hasn't worked. So those are like, I already, I start, I have a um, core emotional healing self-study online course so they could do that. But in that, the first lesson um, I start with what are the blocks? So it's important to know what's been blocking, you know, what, how you can still move forward in your healing or go deeper into your healing. So the blocks and that that's like the top block is that, I've already done it, um, or I've tried it, everything and it's not working because I'm still experiencing X, Y, and Z. Well, you're experiencing X, Y, and Z because you haven't addressed that, you know, and there's something more for you. Um, there's still something more with this, you know, um, message or the lesson that you haven't gotten to yet. Um, I, and when you haven't gotten to it yet, I, 
you have to seek help. Like we have to work with someone because if, if you haven't gotten to it yet, you haven't been able to see it yourself. And we can't see our own patterns mostly. And so it's really important to, you know, seek help and seek someone who can help you with getting to what it's about for you. Um, and, but just also just embracing the journey as we talked about and knowing that things will come up for you. Uh, so pay, um, another thing, a tip would be paying attention to chronic symptoms, writing them down, um, I use Messages from the Body by Dr. Uh, Michael J. Lincoln. Uh, it's an accurate book on um, the psychological meaning of symptoms uh, that I've found. Every single person that I work with or people I talk to will be talking and getting clear on what's happening with them. And then everything that we've talked about, finally they'll go, oh, and I have hair loss or something like that. And I'll look it up and it's exactly what we talked about. So that happens every time. So the message from the body doesn't give you how to heal, but it's a confirmation that this is the thing that you're working on right now. Um, so, you know, learning, interpreting the messages from the body is really important to see, okay, this is important for you right now. This is what you're learning. Um, uh, also, your triggers. So another thing that we talked about today is, you know, writing down what's triggering you, what pattern you keep getting into, what do you keep noticing where people are hurting you or um, where you have these strong reactions. Um, I just wanted to see if you're still there. Okay. I don't know if you were um, coming in and out. Rose. Okay. Yeah. Um, mainly that. Yeah. I think both of our connections may be freezing a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, the triggers. So I, two things I say often are your symptoms are a gift and your triggers are a gift because they're all, they're both helping you. It's like a doorway to your unconscious pointing to something that you're not aware of that can help you go to the source of what's causing it. Um, and so the triggers is another process, you know, to, to learn about, but, um, you know, start seeing like what's triggering you, how you feel, what does this remind you of? Like you talked about in the beginning, um, Celeste is like, uh, who, who does this remind you of? Who treated you this way? And, you know, just going back and doing that. Um, and uh, journaling, I, I'm a journaling, certified journaling facilitator. I didn't even mention that today. That's the, how I began my <laughs> business. Um, it was like 12 years ago, I became a certified journaling facilitator and I used journaling and I created over a hundred worksheets of journaling questions and things for this process. Um, so it's such a powerful tool for us to uh, release emotions, to process emotions, to get clear on what we need, um, to listen to our higher selves, uh, and all of that. I also have a workshop in that self-study. So, you know, you know, there's certain tools that we have available to us all the time, just helping us gain um, clarity with our needs. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much. Like, I, I love that. That was a great, it was a great summary. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> so much in there. But sometimes people can't hear in the story, like exactly what the tools and tricks 
and tips are. So thank you so much for that summary. I think that's oh, yeah. amazing. And, and I didn't, I don't know that we defined it before, but I just feel called to say this, which is a trigger is any negative reaction or if you're angry, if you're having, if you're, you know, if somebody cut you off in the car and you're feeling unsafe all of a sudden and, and instead of going, oh my God, I was really scared. You're like, fuck that guy or whatever, right? Like you're, you're having this very um, outburst reaction and it can show up in multiple ways. It doesn't have to show up so intense, but it's any time you're having like a really strong emotional response. Um, That's that disproportional to what's actually happening. Yeah. I love and that. The, the strong emotional response is actually, some people are comfortable with anger and some people aren't. And so the people who are uncomfortable anger, their trigger response may look like withdrawal shut down, freeze. Um, so it could be an outburst of anger. It could also be an outburst of tears and crying. Like someone may say something that was um, not, not hurtful, but it hurt them because it reminded them of something. So they just start crying um, or they uh, took it in a way that they need to explore. Um, and then also there can be just like hanging up the phone or walking away or um, yeah, the, like the withdrawal kind of just shut down, not talking. So there's all, all you know, examples of how you can recognize when you're triggered. And um, yeah, those are like, it's something in you is getting triggered. Right, and so, what you just described, it was like, it was fight, flight, or freeze, right? Exactly. <laughs> those are the major trigger responses. So just feeling into like, what, how do you respond when you're upset by something? And, oh, that could be my trigger. That's what I do in that type of situation, right? Um, yeah. It's a funny thing in our household where my partner said something that would have triggered me not long ago. And instead of going into my story and withdrawing mm -hmm. and then like attacking him through an email later, which would have happened. <laughs> like, right. That was totally my response. Um, being defensive, not necessarily attacking, but being super defensive about it. I just, I took it and I went, Oh, and then later we actually laughed and I was like, Oh, did you yeah. see the growth in that? And he was like, yeah, let me tell you what you would have done before. And that's, uh he pointed out the email portion. I forgot about that. I'm like, oh, you're, so right. you're totally right. I um, love that. I love it because it's uh, it's so great to see, yeah, the the growth and um, that you've been healed in the many different ways by not like your your reaction. There's no reaction anymore. And Doug and I do the same thing where um, I I had eating disorders and body image disorders and all that. And so like when we first got together, I still needed to heal my insecurities around my body. And, um, you know, so he would say like something that was like, oh, you don't, you wear a large, right? You know, something like that. And it was just like, you don't know how to talk to a woman, you know, or just like this. Whoa. And, um, to the point where years later he's like, Hey, Hey fatsy or fatso, or, you know, like whatever. And it's just like totally joking, but he just, he likes to like, um, say like the things that I'm, I've been healed from where we just laugh and we're like, whatever, you know, um, he's not actually calling me fat. Just like, you know, you guys, <laughs> nor do I think I am. So, <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah so yeah it's it's so great to see like the the healing as it happens through non-reaction to things that we always used to react to mm-hmm. you know or having to defend or like process all the time it's just like yeah yeah it's 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 difficult work but mm-hmm. it's so worth it every single day that's what i tell people yeah. like it is worth it to be on like not that you're always on the other side of it right but to to feel that progression to feel that freedom in these certain circumstances that used to just completely throw me out of whack for a day or weeks or whatever it was yeah like oh oh yeah you saw me in that moment that used to really make me mad you know um it's okay like i'm glad actually that you can see me i'm appreciative of that um Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, there's a lot of freedom in that, a lot of emotional freedom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So thank you for doing this work with people, Alicia. Like, I'm, I'm so grateful to have had you on here. And, and tell us, I know I'm going to be putting the links in the YouTube video and in the posts that I make on social media. But for anyone who's listening through iTunes or SoundCloud, et cetera, like, where is the best way for people to find you? aliciamiller.com and it's e-l-i-c-i-a so that's my website Uh, the the best way to get to know kind of the process and this work um, and even I I give away the first lesson in the core emotional healing self-study as a gift uh, because that explains kind of what it's all about and the top blocks to healing to just I even have some journaling exercises and reflections in that as well. Um, uh, so I give that away as a gift. And so that's also on my website at aliciamiller.com backslash empowered. So I always, you know, direct people there. Um, and I may have other uh, give, gifts too. Um, I have some, another gift uh, coming up for the inner child meditation and, um, and uh, inner guidance uh journaling workbook as well so uh to help people connect more to their inner guidance after they connect to their their um inner child so, but yeah everything as soon as someone signs up for my free gift they'll be able to receive a lot of the things i have yeah nice thank you so much that's so generous i love it when there are free gifts like <laughs> i know that it's it's life-changing work like I know it firsthand. So I really appreciate you being here and helping us. And, and to anyone who's listening, I encourage you to go to Alicia's website. Again, it's Alicia Miller, E-L-I-C-I-A Miller.com. And you can do the backslash empowered and get her free gift. And again, this podcast is to help you understand that Wherever you are in your life, if you're not 100% happy with it, A, that's normal. B, there's always a better you that's just waiting for you to step into that. And we've done this work. You're allowed, you are able to do this work. You're strong enough. You're powerful enough. We believe in you. And live your best life. Like that's, that's what we're all here to do. So thank you. Don't give up. (laughs) Don't give up. Absolutely. Reach out for support too. Yeah. 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 It's it's okay to need 
We all have needed help. I've definitely gotten a lot of help. You've got a lot of help. Yeah. It is always. <laughs> to me, yeah. it's more of a testament to strength to reach out for help than it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think in the past there was this paradigm that I'm weak yeah. if I'm asking for help, and that is not the truth. Those the right. people who, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's strength. It's true strength. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you so much for doing this. It's really important work that you're sharing um, with everyone that you're having on. So thank you. And this is a way to help people and for people to start thinking about things um, that they're not aware of or they can see differently. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And thank you for everyone who has been touched by this podcast please feel free to share it subscribe on whatever platform you're on whether it's itunes soundcloud youtube uh this is Celeste hartwell with divine feminine leaders thank you so much mm -hmm.